Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. Tonight, we have the return of The Walking Dead, Resident Alien, Snowpiercer, and Discovery. And yay, I have co-hosts already, so we can get started right away tonight. Hello. Good evening, ladies. Hello, guys. How are you? Good. Hello. I'm tired. I'm getting Great. old. I went to the movie theater, and I feel like I'm going to fall asleep just from going to the movie theater. Oh, what did you see tonight? Enough, I guess. Uncharted. Oh, how Ooh. was it? Good. I really liked it, but I have to look at it separate from the game because I'm a game fan, and I don't necessarily like some of the choices they made. But it was a really good movie as a movie, I think. Okay. And there was a, um, what's it called, Into the, I don't know if the second one's called Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, whatever, preview. The thing looks like an acid trip, even yeah. more so than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was what I did today. That okay. Cool. Oh, and that was, that reminds me, I, I just want to mention too, I because I did the, the TCA panels today and I talked to, I'm never going to say his name right, she, I don't I don't even remember how it's spelled. Uh, she, she, she I can't even say it. She would tell. It, she it would tell from, anyway. Yeah. She would tell That guy. <laughs> uh, today. He's been um, the man who fell to earth, which is so good and so funny. I mean, it's not is a comedy. A it's just, he's really funny in it. It's a series. It's um, Showtime. It's not out yet. Okay. It is really good. So yeah, I think you guys will both like that when that comes up. But I, I don't know. I found it really funny, a lot of it. Like, it's not like Resident Evil, or Resident Evil, not like Resident Alien, you know, type of funny, because it's not a comedy, but it was really good. So that was my other comment. Oh, cool. All right, great. So, all right. Well, it's great to be back with you guys again this week, and we have a... Um, I don't know, a middle size, not a short show, not a big show, like a middle size show tonight, maybe? Mm-hmm. It depends on how long you guys talk about The Walking Dread. Okay. Well, let's try not talk too long, but I thought it was actually a pretty good episode. Now, I'm not sure if my my standard has been lowered over the last couple of years, but I thought it was pretty I did feel, Jamie, I don't know how you feel. I feel like this was actually more like the, okay, so what is this? This is like the mid-season premiere, like we're halfway through the season. And I felt like this was maybe more like the the mid-season finale we didn't have. Like it felt like a finale, like we had the end of the Reapers maybe um, more than a kickoff. But I thought it was generally pretty good. can't believe I'm saying this. Uh What did you think? Did you think it was terrible? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought it was decently good. Um, there were a couple things that surprised me. I mean, I guess not that it super surprised me. I guess you know it's going that way. But I think the big thing of it was that Maggie went and killed the Reapers. Um, oh, yeah. Although, they, to be fair, I don't think they were going to let them go. I mean, they were going to use a sniper just because Gabriel's awesome, isn't, you know, doesn't negate that. But um, I, I don't know. I thought that it was it was – I don't want to say surprising because, like I said, it wasn't exactly surprising. It, it it was a good change, I think, and it was kind of nice to see her be like take charge and even uh, 
surprised uh, Negan. And um, I, I'm kind of surprised he's gone, though. Like, I don't know that he's that not will gone, last. Right? I mean, he's no. not gone. I mean, that's right? not going to. I would, I would doubt it. That's my, and I really don't know. Just say that. Um, that was kind of my takeaway from it. Um, and then we also have what the the um, the thing with Judas and uh, Aaron's Gracie. daughter that I can't remember her name. Uh, Gracie. Gracie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was an it was an okay episode. I did not like. Um, I don't know how much to say, but I just will not. will say I did not. They decided at the end of the episode to sort of do that little preview of a, of a time jump. Um, I, I didn't love that idea. Oh. But uh, and not sure yeah. it necessarily matters later. I don't, I don't want to get into it because I can't do that. But, um, but at least we know finally by the end of the episode, Eugene's kind of like, you know, this is the Commonwealth. So we know they're headed there. So at least that storyline's um, moving forward. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was a decent episode. Um, yeah. It was, it yeah. Was good. I mean, it was the best. I mean, it wasn't the worst. It was, it was good. So I like that this episode pretty much put an end to the Reaper storyline. So, okay, so well, Leah, Leah needs to get away. going to come back. All right, but she's the only one alive. She doesn't have her whole gang of Reapers. So that's pretty much over, right? Which I know that you and I both never really thought they were very good villains, and we never really liked that storyline. So um, right. they're all gone. I agree with you that the big kind of deal was Maggie at the end, and, and I thought the big deal is Maggie shot all of them in the back. Like, Maggie... Like well, except Daryl, she smashed in the face, which was even worse. <laughs> okay, she, she shot him first. She shot him first. No, I know. But, but, yeah, but like smashed his head in. Um, but she, yeah, but right. I mean, I she thought about that when you're right. She even hit him in the back. But I mean, they, they would have done the same thing. Although, would they? Would they? Would Daryl they told him would have, they, but would Daryl have been able to talk them down? Maybe that's the way I look at it. Daryl would have talked like, them. They made a deal, and Daryl told them, if you throw down your weapons, you can leave. And Maggie but remember shot when they them started in the to back. Make the, well, when they started to make the deal, if you remember, wasn't it that Leah at first told the sniper to shoot them or something? And the only reason that yeah. that sniper didn't yeah. was because Gabriel was up there. So I feel like she wouldn't have necessarily honored it. I think that Daryl could have talked her into honoring it. That's the way I looked at it. All right. But we don't know because it didn't happen. I mean, it, it's kind of right, like you're here or there. But All right. Maggie the, did, the other thing is, though, sorry, I do think in the sense that they've, she's been heading there, but I don't know that it's necessarily yeah. in character think, other than the way they've changed her recently. I mean, I do think it was really clear in this episode that Maggie is operating from a point of vengeance, right? Yeah. And she's, we don't really know what happened at Meridian, but it seems like Maggie lived there before. The Reapers came in and killed people. You know, and Elijah keeps saying, like, avenge my sister, avenge my sister. And Daryl makes a deal and says, if you throw down your weapons, you can leave and we won't kill you. And then Maggie chases them all around and shoots them in the back. So that's kind of a shitty thing to do. And also it kind of shows, like, Daryl's lack of control over them, over her, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of a shitty thing to do, I think. Right? Yeah. if someone says throw down your weapons, you can leave, um, and then you shoot them in the back, that's 
kind of uncool. Yeah, it wasn't like, even like she gave them a chance to fight back. She, I hadn't even thought about the fact that she shot them in the back. You're right, she did. Um, and, and, I mean, I think Negan saw it coming because he even said something. I, I forget what he, I watched this while ago, so I forget now. But he made a comment yeah. like something like that. He wasn't surprised or he didn't blame or something, but that he knew or thought that eventually that's, she would do it to him and that he wasn't going to wait around yeah. for that to happen. Um, yeah. I, I now, just know that Negan isn't going to be leaving the story like that. I mean, there's no way. No. Who no. knows? Maybe he'll go side with Leon. I think that Maggie, I think that Maggie didn't know that Daryl was in love with Leah, right? Or had oh like, no, it, I don't think okay, she even a, knew necessarily. He knew her, did she? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think she knew either. And and I would say that from watching this episode, I would say, I mean, it's a question if Daryl's still in love with her, or he just loves her because of their past. I mean, he loves her, right? Because he loved well, her before, and he'll maybe always love her. But maybe is he in love but with I, her? No. Probably he's had. No, a, I don't he, think he's in love with her, but I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think Daryl would have likely done what he did regardless of who he, who it was just because yes. he's not that person. I mean, him telling her to run right. and not killing her when he had the chance. I mean, he would have done that for anybody unless they, like, went after him or – well, I mean, okay. I guess she did go. But yep. you know what I mean. Fair I'm enough. Daryl's yep. not mad. Fair enough. Um, I agree with you, Jamie. But, which is why Daryl's a better leader. Usually that's a good thing not to do what she did. <laughs> but yeah. – um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like this Reaper storyline, so I'm fine with it being done. I, th- I think Agreed. some of the, the Leah stuff is interesting, and I think it could be, depending how they, where they take Because I don't think it's over. I mean, you're right, it could be. She's got no people. Maybe she'll end up at, um, I'm wondering if she's going to end up at uh, Commonwealth eventually. I mean, I don't know. Um, that, that was what I asked her something like. I think it was that what I asked her something like, um, could they about trust and like could they ever get that trust back because I'm I feel like I, I just don't think that's the last we've seen of Leah I think that we'll probably I mean, see her again before the show's up or maybe I agree show on the on the one hand I personally don't really need to see her again like I feel her story no, could be over on the other hand I agree with you that I feel like we could see her again it could because be it depends how they could act this not they gonna yeah 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 um, I think it really depends how they write it. Yeah. I'm happy. I agree with you. I'm happy to see the Reapers be over. The Reapers were, I think you and I both agreed, were never a good storyline. They never made a lot of sense. We're glad they're gone. Um, we're glad that's over. They're all killed, except I think in the end, every single person is dead except Leah, right? But Leah. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Two of them are alive. So they're not really a thing. I'm glad that's over. I was a little like, okay, so this is not a part of the story. This is a little bit just a part of the of the staging. But I was like, seriously, all these people got killed, and all they got is this little horse cart with like potatoes and artichokes on it, right? Like, <laughs> like we've had this well, they big got their fight for like ever too, wasn't it? Like part of that town yeah, but, or whatever. They but it's back. gone. Everything's gone, right? There was the food store in the town, and I'm like, oh, look at all those apples and art. Like, I'm really they're growing artichokes, but whatever. There's like all these vegetables and whatever. Um, and so they got this food, but I didn't feel like it looked like an amount of food that would keep the people of Alexandria alive for a really long time. I felt like it was a big sacrifice for a short-term gain, but maybe I shouldn't be looking into it. Maybe it's just well, the show didn't do a good job of showing the food, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but to be honest, I mean, it doesn't even matter. For most of them, they're probably going to end up yeah. 
You're right. Out of there anyway. So, I mean, obviously yeah. it looks like from the, from the clip that uh, at least Maggie, and I think Gabriel, was Gabriel still with her? I can't even remember. No. Yeah, Maggie Gabriel. And, so Gabriel, Gabriel went upstairs and killed the, um, killed the no, no, sniper. No, 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 no. I mean at the end when they showed the clip that was like months later or whatever. Like it oh, seemed yeah. like Maggie Gabriel stayed was there, behind. Yeah. I just was curious. Maybe I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, no, that was at the hilltop. That was at the hilltop. Maggie's at the hilltop. Maggie has gone back to being the leader of the hilltop. Oh, that was that, the hilltop. That. that wasn't even in Alexander. Okay. Yeah, but let's talk I about that in a track minute. Of what place they're at? <laughs> so I don't. That's right. In a minute, because I I do want to talk about two things at the Reapers. Which one thing is Gabriel? Um, yeah, he killed that priest. He killed that priest. Who that priest was an idiot, right? And like, I mean, yes. That priest was part of Pope's like brainwashed kind of religious people. So yes, thought... but he spared him the first time. And if I remember rightly, didn't the didn't the priest make a comment that he knew he was there the first time? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, knew you were there. I saw you. Yeah, the priest says the priest says I saw you. Yeah. I knew you were there, and like I didn't do anything. So they both let me go. Let each other go the first time, but yeah, yeah. But that that his name is the Reaper priest makes he says like, "Oh, you saw me and you let me go," which is not maybe really, really yeah. what happened, me. but yeah. Um, but in the end, like in the end, um, Gabriel kills him, and then you know, and Gabriel says like, Gabriel says like, "I don't believe that." Like priest is like, "Oh, God doesn't talk to you anymore. You can't hear God anymore. You're not like." We haven't really seen a lot of Gabriel's like loss of faith in a while. It was kind of I thought it was kind of mm-hmm. good to bring that back. Like that's a character arc mm-hmm. that's been going on for a couple of years, and I was kind of glad to see them bring it back. Right? Yeah. Um, I can't believe how much I used to hate Gabriel for the first like three seasons he was on, and now I'm like Gabriel's great. I well, Gabriel to now. be fair, he was kind of a dip at the beginning. I mean, he did let his, all his people die and everything. And well, he was, he was a coward. coward. He was a he coward. Got, he became a good character. Yeah. I mean, I think a coward, a, can, a coward can be a good character. He was just not written as a good character. Um, right. But he was also written to be unlikable, too, I think, at the beginning. Um, to some well, extent. Well, I have to be likable now. But anyway, he um, he's very hardcore killer in these last in the last whole season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that. Like, I kind of like that. There was a callback to his faith, and he's like, I don't believe that anymore. It, you know, he's like, I don't – I'm not really sure I think that Gabriel's lost his faith. I think he has a totally different kind of a faith that's based on what he's been through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he still wears the collar, which makes me think he has – like, if he had lost his faith, he wouldn't wear the collar, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, you're right. So there was that, which I kind of liked. And then there was the whole, you brought up, you, you alluded to the whole Negan and Maggie thing, which was kind of great, yeah. I thought. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't, um, I agree I with you. I don't think Adam leave. I don't think it'll be for good. Um, well, and actually, Jeffrey Morgan, Jeffrey Morgan yeah. has said in an interview that we will see Negan again. Um, oh, he has. Yeah, maybe not. As, I don't know if that means he's a regular character or as a guy who shows up once. But I thought it really, I thought it was actually a kind of a good scene. And the way that Maggie shooting those people in the back makes Negan be like, oh, she's. Good. It's only a matter of time where she shoots me in the back, right? 
Right, right. Right, definitely. And he's like, I- I'm getting the hell out of Dodge and I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> I-, I think leaving is kind of true to Negan's character. I don't know if you agree or not, but I think the idea that she, the idea that, uh, okay, this person's going to kill me eventually, so I should leave. Like, I think that's really true to Negan's character. Negan is always about saving himself. Right? Negan's always going to save himself. And and Maggie's going to kill him, right? I also agree with that. I I mean, I think Maggie's going to kill him eventually, don't you? Yeah, I think she might. I think he realizes that. Um... And I'm not yeah. talking what happens in the comics. I mean, within this show, because I know what happens well, I have in the no comics. Idea but within this, <laughs> within this show, um, I thought it really was kind of true what happened here. That Negan would be like, whatever, I'm out of here. Um, maybe what's not a little true is why does Negan not kill Maggie? Right? Like, okay, I'm not saying I believe it should happen in the show. I'm just saying like. Is there an alternate thing like, where Negan would kill Maggie, like Maggie? Oh, look! The... I feel like if Maggie attacked him, he would have. But but I also kind of feel like it wouldn't have done him. Like, like Negan's about helping Negan, and I feel like for Negan, if he killed her, he could not. And not that he necessarily was going to come back to the other people. I mean, he could have killed her and went on. But I feel like they probably would have come after him if he did, and it's probably just well, him not worth it. I mean, I mean that's I kind of think like, looking at it from his point of view. I think if Negan wants to stay in Alexandria, Negan has had multiple opportunities to kill Maggie. Like he had an opportunity to kill Maggie, and he didn't. We saw that in the in the first part of the season, right? And if, if right, he right, wanted to kill Maggie, kill her, I think they would maybe. Do something about no, it. Like it's I'm saying if he wanted, I'm saying if he wanted to kill Maggie, he had every opportunity to, he had every opportunity to make it look like the Reapers would have killed her. He could have made it look like he could have let that Reaper guy Carver. That guy Carver was beating the shit out of. Actually, that was a really good scene when Carver was beating the shit out of Maggie and um, when he was fighting Maggie and Elijah and Negan, and he was such a superior fighter. Um, that was yeah. actually a well choreographed scene. And I think that Negan had the opportunity to let Maggie, he could have left and let Maggie be killed, right? And then threaten yeah. his own life is eliminated. Um, Negan had that chance, I think, to let Maggie be killed. Um, mm-hmm. And he and he didn't. He he chose to, I mean, he saved Maggie and Elijah when he shows up with the, with the sand and the bell, right? Mm-hmm. And then... He realizes that Maggie's never going to let it go. And I'm not saying Maggie should. I, I think Maggie, I understand why Maggie can never let it go, right? I mean, come on, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. But, I mean, I guess I just felt like it was all really earned. I felt like Negan deciding to, I feel like Negan deciding to leave, like, it made sense to me that Negan would decide to leave. That Ma- Negan has at some point, like, Again, you and I both don't agree with Negan's redemption, where they can never really come back from what he did. And they're trying right. to make Negan a sympathetic character, which we can never take. But he right, and most people realize that. But I think they want you to like, forget. Maggie's like the audience. Maggie's like, I'm never forgiving you. And like Negan, I, I just thought this part of the episode was kind of pretty good, where Negan's like, I'm out of here because you're you're eventually going to kill me. Like you say, you're not going to kill me, but you will. And you said you wouldn't kill those Reapers, but you shot them all in the back. So whatever, I'm out of here. No, let me ask you a question. 
do you, I was just thinking about, I don't know, just as you were talking, I was thinking, do you foresee that it's a possibility that he may have left because he'll end up on the other show? Like, I was just wondering, no. I, I could, I, he could maybe show up and end up with Daryl and her. I don't know. I still don't understand oh, the point of making a spin off with Daryl. Oh, you Daryl and Carol show. Yeah. Yeah, I just oh, I was thinking about fear. that thinking. No, 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 because no, I was just thinking, like, if he goes off, right, and he leaves, we're, we're saying he'll probably come back before the end of the season. He probably will. I just, it, it kind of seems like at some point before the end of the season, um, I'm assuming Daryl and Carol are going to leave. Now, that's not necessarily true. I mean, for all we know, the other well, series could have their the same show. people in it. <laughs> right, yeah, but I mean, we don't know show. who's going to come with them, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, we don't know absolutely that there's going to be no cast from this show in that show, is what I'm saying. Like, all we right. have no way so, of knowing that. I will um, tell you that in, in the comic book, there is a time where Negan goes off and lives, like, in a little house by himself, where Negan, like, leaves Carol. Alexandria... And he lives in a little house. He lives in a little house by himself, like out wherever. Um, I'm not going to say anything besides that, but there is a part of the comic book where he goes off by himself. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if this will be at all the same or whatever, but it looks like he's. I, I, I agree with you that I don't think like Jeffrey Dean Morgan has just left the show by just walking off, right? right. Like that. Right, right. He was a little crazy, and we'll probably see him again. Yeah, I, I just, I, I guess my question is, and, and this has nothing to do with, with Negan. This is just in general. I, I still don't understand. To me, when you say a spinoff, it's like not main characters are already in the show as main characters. You know what I mean? And I'm just curious oh. if they're getting a whole new cast, or if they're just calling it a new show so they can renegotiate contracts. No, because there, there's Carl a Dar- there's a Daryl and Carol show. There's a show that's just Daryl and Carol that's happening. Daryl and Carol are going to leave and have their own show, right? And there's also right, the show we don't know Tales of, people won't There's come also the show called Tales of the Walking Dead, which is week by yeah. week vignette. That's the like anthology. A week kind of show, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying we don't know that anyway, people won't show up in this show. We have anyway. No can we can we um, before we wrap this up? Let's, yeah, let's talk about the other part of the show, which was the storm at Alexandria. Which I I, oh, I kind storm. of hated yeah. this. I kind of hated this because um, we had this big storm that started at the end of the last season, and I know that you and I were like, we saw a giant storm on Fear the Walking Dead. We've seen this, blah blah. And I I did feel the storm was ridiculous. Like I can't believe there was so much rain that the basement was waist deep in water. Like 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 right? Like Aaron's waist deep. Yeah, the that's kids are neck deep in rain. water. I'm like I'm like that's like a lot of water like uh, that we've never seen in the middle and <laughs> like what like, what is that <laughs> right that was kind of insane come on soon water yeah it was i mean you don't have that kind of water like it was kind of dumb but i did thought it was, i thought it was kind of cool like the the water like the zombies coming in the water and they're kind of underwater and you can't see them like i did kind of like that there was just on the, something like, different that they were able to do with the zombies mm-hmm. so it was kind of cool yeah, I kind of like that, like something new with the zombies. But, uh, like, there's no yeah. way that you could have this water in your house, right? But whatever. It was kind of cool with the zombies. Yeah. How did you like that whole, that whole like, thing with the kids and whatever? What did you think about all that? I, I mean, it was okay. I, I didn't really necessarily need scenes with just the kids. I mean, Judith, I like Judith, but, like, I didn't need a part of just that. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like it was an unnecessary sidetrack to me. Um, I could have done without that whole scene. It was okay. It was good. It was 
tense with, you know, Aaron trying to get him out and that. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was neat. It was different zombies. But, it, I mean, it, it really, to me, didn't really add anything to the story. <laughs> I didn't really need it. So I kind of feel the same. Like, the kids haven't been that big a part of it lately. Especially Gracie is a kid that we barely know at all. Um, it bothers me that Gracie is younger than Judith and yet is bigger than Judith. And it bothers me that Judith is like this, that none of the kids, like Judith is a kid who's really capable, but how can Gracie be so inept? Like, how is it that her father is Aaron and she has no training whatsoever <laughs> how to deal with zombies, right? Like, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, unless he sheltered her, also, which I don't think he did. It so. also bothered me. I thought she might die, actually. I thought Gracie might die because I thought I thought Gracie is not enough of a character that will she die in service to Aaron's storyline. Could happen yet. It also bothered me that, did you see that Judith dropped her katana in the water? Like, Judith is, is like, one of the best fighters on the show, really. And she, she dropped her sword. She dropped her katana sword under the water. Um and was not able then to fight, and I was like, well, now it's in, like, six feet deep of water, we're going to see it again, whatever, I don't know, but I, I was like, I don't know, I just felt a yeah, little, she, like... Yeah, she did I guess seem I, a little unprepared, I guess, but, I mean, she is a kid, but still. She is, but I, I guess, guess I, I really didn't add anything to me. <laughs> where yeah, you're right. Scene, Chil- you're right. Like a, the whole children in peril scene was not that interesting, um, we right. know Judith has 100% plot armor. Judith will never die, probably on this show. Yeah, let's let's um, put it this way: if I hadn't read a recap before we did the call, I would have completely forgotten about the basement being flooded because it wasn't yeah. important in the scheme of things at all. Well, and you know what? Um, okay, so what bothered me the most, the worst part of the whole episode was where so Aaron somehow gets down in the basement to. Help, he, he comes down and he's going to help the kids, right? I forget how that happens, but mm-hmm. th- he's in the basement. He gets the kids out, and then he's trapped. He's like hanging, like, from, the the, the hanging from the sewer line or whatever. And then suddenly um, Enid comes to the window, and he's like, oh, can I help you? And and she's like, wait a minute, I'll be right back. And the next thing we see, <laughs> he's already out the window, right? Like we She carried him out, I guess. She- I forgot. We never did. Well, we see a rope. We see a rope. Like there's a rope where somehow, I guess somehow she threw a rope in there and he he went across the room, attached it, then came back. Like what? Like he he got out by magic. And it it kind of really bothered me that like he's a main character. The kids are not that main character. He's a main character, and he gets out by some way that is just I don't know. It bothered me that we see. We see him almost dying, and then the next thing we see, he's out, and he's like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you for saving me with this rope. And I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had forgotten it bothered about me. that. It was actually, yeah. it bothered me, but it was a small thing in, in, in one of the better episodes we've seen in a long time, actually. I didn't hate, I mean, I mostly hate the show, right? I thought it was decent. Yeah, it, it's been, off and on, it's been better. I think as a whole, the show's been better recently, like this last season. Not that it's been, like, stellar, fantastic, award-winning, but, yeah. you know, compared to what it's been, I think that it's been more enjoyable recently. So it, it was yeah. a good episode. But, oh, but, and then also the other but, thing. No, I just, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, but you have to flash forward. I don't know. The flash forward. The flash forward. 
Oh, yeah, I don't like that either. But, no, I was just going to comment also that um, – what's his face? Died. I can't think of his name now. Um, the one she Alden. left in the church Alden or whatever. Died. Alden, yeah. Alden. Yeah, Alden. I mean, that was walker. kind of obvious it was going to happen. It was a little disappointing to see a, a character we liked die off screen, but it was kind of obvious he was going to die, right? Yeah, I don't think we ex- anybody expected him to survive um, yeah. what had happened before. So Yeah. Yeah, but uh, um, but the the flash forward, not a huge fan of it. But I guess Maggie, um, I guess that what they got wasn't worth it either. Because I was gonna say you said about it was like a small reward. She left them there too, specifically for them to go get what they needed. Yeah, yeah. And then that happened. So yeah. that was kind of sad. I mean, Maggie but. in charge of Hilltop is makes sense. Daryl as a as part of the Commonwealth, hard to say. Like Daryl's not part of the comic book, so. Can't really say where that came from. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to see, I guess that's, you know, we're going to see now four or five episodes where we build up to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, a pretty decent episode. I really didn't hate this episode. Yep. I agree. All right. All right, let's move on. Next up, we have a uh, what do we have? We have three more shows to talk about. Um, you want to talk about Resident Alien, you guys? Let's do that. That's fine. All right. This what happened. This episode. This was the episode where they went camping. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> this oh, was the camping yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, which was about. Harry supposedly calling his people and saying, don't come, don't come, don't kill everyone. And there was this little camping thing. Um, yeah. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I didn't like it as much as last week's episode, um, which was the sort of women's empowerment week. But I I liked it okay. How did you guys like it? AJ? Go yeah, AJ, because you don't get to Go ahead, AJ. Um. I like all the alien, uh, Resident Aliens episodes. <laughs> um, so I just, I don't take it so seriously. It's just fun. Um, my favorite part, though, was when the sheriff was on the date, and you, you only <laughs> catch part of their conversation, but I knew exactly what they were talking about. They were talking about a nightmare on Elm Street because they're both their favorite line in the movie is, welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> and I was like, Yes! <laughs> Um, one thing I, do, and I did notice about this episode, um, it, it seems that they're actually this season, they're kind of taking the time to kind of flesh out all the characters and kind of learn a little more about them. Like, not sure what the deal with the sheriff was. Like, we're learning more about him and everything. You know, he's clearly single by choice. You know, as soon as this woman asked him to start talking about himself, he, like, turned into an asshole and, and took off. Um... Kate was awesome again. She she keeps telling Ben, you know, maybe the mayor of this of the other town is really nice. And then once the guy sits down, he starts, you know, uh, being a jerk. Kate like totally tells him off. <laughs> yeah. So I like that Kate keeps you know having awesome moments. Uh, Harry and the mosquito were funny. Um. Oh. And, you know, and Harry, Harry's fucking hilarious because it's like every time you think he might understand, you find out he doesn't. Like, he really just can't wrap – he hasn't been human long enough. He can't wrap his head around this shit, you know? 
when he's like, yes, I sent my message to wait 50 years, by then you'll be dead and you won't have to worry about living without your people. Like, <laughs> he just really does not get it. She had 50 years to fix it. Oh, excuse me. But I get her point. It forces him to, to fix it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I completely understand Asa's point. I just, I love the fact that Harry never actually gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that the, the kids are smarter than everybody because the kids figured out right away that his radio wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Right. Yeah, so I kind of enjoyed, like, you know, every week there's a little bit of a theme about Harry, like, learning about being a human or experiencing humanity or whatever. And I think I told you guys that I wasn't – I didn't feel like last week that the, with the woman was fully, I don't know, I felt like this week where Harry's, like, with Asa's family Jamie, from the res. Who's doing dishes? <laughs> I just, sorry, like, no, Jamie, I had to, sorry, I had to use the water a second. I'm sorry. I'm getting some but this is when they're going out to the wilderness, and he's with, like, some of Asa's family members and friends or whatever, and he's getting a better sense of, of like, I don't know, this sense of, like, this idea where he's, like, humans don't care about the earth. And he's, like, I bet people who care about the earth. Like, I, I felt like that, I don't know, I really enjoyed that this week. I thought they did a good job of, of having Harry realize that um, and get yeah. a handle on that a little bit better than some other stuff. It worked, it worked really well for me. Um um, this was also the week where this was also the episode where Darcy at dinner with her parents. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that I forgot was, about that. That was terrible. That was harsh, right? That was painful. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah it, does, it was definitely really... gave us an insight into Darcy. It was pretty difficult. It reminded me a little bit of something like, not entirely, but something like Gilmore Girls, where you know the person, the, the main character has parents that they don't get along with, parents oh, are yeah. very like hardcore, like right, like you watch Gilmore Girls, right? And so like Darcy's parents are very like. It seems like they have money and they're very like uptight and whatever, and Darcy's not part of that. Um, but the way she just like threw it all like up in the air at the end was, I mean, it was yeah, great. it was a, a bit extreme even for even for Darcy. It's because we don't really know anything about Darcy's relationship with her parents. Like we get it all in one episode, right? Like Darcy's parents. Oh, they're you know they actually didn't seem like okay. So I get that Darcy's parents have given her a hard time, but they didn't seem like bad people in this episode, right? They were right. annoying parents, but they weren't bad people. Darcy was like, right. hey, um, but we get it that they they probably been on our ass for like twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah, we just get a taste of it in one episode. But I mean, it, yep, I mean, the minute we meet her, her parents, her her mother is on her immediately, and you know, just being condescending to her immediately. So you kind of get the feeling that this has been Darcy's life. You know, the dad didn't seem as what? bad. But the mom was just like. Well, that's why they. 
showed her feeling like a kid, too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they didn't seem on me that much as any, like, any, like, mother on Like, the idea that they're like, you get a better job, you should get married, you should do this, you should do that. Like, they they were harassing and annoying, but they weren't, like, abusive or horrible. Right? No. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get what this show is doing in this episode, but they're not abusive or terrible. And Darcy's frustrated, and she's got her own thing going on. Um, right. I, I, so I think she, I think Darcy might have overreacted in the end, where she like pulls the thing, she pulls the you know tablecloth and gives him the finger and all, and but I, I know that part of the episode, it was a family dinner at their house then it wouldn't have been a big deal. But to do it in the middle of a restaurant around a bunch of people is kind of overreacting. I mean, not that she should act like that and do that in a house either. But, I mean, like, if she did it in their house, I would just say, you know, it, it well, wouldn't yeah. seem as big a deal, I guess. Yeah. And I think that she invited Olivia to try to, to, try to like, defuse um, the situation. Defuse it, yeah. Right? But. Yeah, but then she actually was kind of pissed that they were nicer to Olivia than they were to her, right? Uh-huh. Like, it, like, I think it kind of made it worse that Olivia was there. Not to her fault. Yeah, I guess I kind actually of. like Olivia more and more every episode. Uh-huh. I guess I yeah, actually I felt that I, I guess I felt that I actually, like, the whole, like, Darcy and her parents and Olivia thing, I actually kind of liked that part of the episode more than I really cared about the Harry thing because the whole Harry and, and Asa thing really didn't move the story that much. So there was that business where they're like, you know, they're going to go up and like, he's going to send up the message and then somehow like Asa learns that whatever, she stops the message. I just felt like that was not a, I really enjoyed the whole rest of the story more. I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the stuff the stuff with Harry kind of gets to be one note. Like, you know that things aren't going to go the way, you know, necessarily the way. And it's just like that's the theme with them every week is whatever the theme is. And then, you know, Austin's got to teach Harry a lesson again because Harry doesn't get it. Um, I actually, the Harry, as far as the Harry stuff, I actually like the scene when they're sitting around the campfire and he's got his inner monologue going about the humans not caring about the planet and everything, you know. And then Asta's dad starts talking about, you know, how much has changed since he was a boy, you know. And it's like, you know, and that's, and I think it's kind of um, pretty awesome the way they've set this up because, I mean, you know, not for nothing, Native Americans, you know, have cared about the actual earth itself more than anybody ever. So it's kind of good that yeah. Harry's with, you know, people that have a history of trying to protect the planet. You know, so maybe that'll help yeah. him get it. And that, and that story definitely helps him realize, you know, maybe he doesn't have to kill all the humans, just the bad ones. <laughs> right. Fair enough, yeah. Um, but there was also a little bit, and Jamie, you've seen more episodes ahead of us, so you probably don't want to talk about it, right? But there was also a little bit. There was also this little bit where it seems like the sheriff and Olivia might be starting to realize they've they they've been had their minds erased, right? 
Like, uh-huh. the whole thing to dry clean at the end, she's, Olivia has for sure, right? She's starting to realize that she's been maybe, you know, had her mind raised or whatever, part of this. Um, which I, I kind of like. I think it's interesting because I, I think that we got away from, like, the whole first season was, is Harry going to be exposed? And we got away from that for a while, and I do kind of like that part of the show. Like, I like that little bit of tension chasing him. It makes right. sense to me, and I like that. Especially yeah, since, I'd, especially I'd like since, to go back to that, too. Right? They're moving so slow. They're moving so slow with um with the government. So we did see um, when the Hamilton was in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she stabbed poor Ethan with, in the hand with a fork. Because she really oh didn't God, the the fork. Poor Ethan. <laughs> he just really got the shit stick, didn't he? <laughs> right? I feel bad for Ethan. And then she's yeah. like, oh, I thought that would make you okay, so maybe you're not, right? Like, it's kind of great. Um, yeah, but, but he's like, what's going on? He has no clue. Wouldn't it be funny if it turned out he was an alien, too? That's what I kept thinking. Like, that would be funny. That would be funny. But that would be funny. That would be great. No. But I do like having that part of the of the show coming back, right? That little bit of, like, the whole, is somebody changing Yeah, the alien. Um, yeah, I like that also. So yeah, okay, episode great. Uh, not a ton going on, moving us towards the next show maybe. Mhm. But fun. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so next up. Yeah. Snowpiercer. Uh, Snowpiercer, you guys, how does this show continue to be so good? I, I thought this show would have sucked by now. Honestly, right? This show is really, I would have thought by by the third season, like, AJ, come on, two years ago, we were like, can this, can this really happen? Can this be sustained? The show is really good. I thought this was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Yep. And I really liked the part, so I'll let you guys talk in a second, but I really liked the the part where this show got a little bit back to, you know how the first season it was set around kind of a detective story, like the whole idea that there was a crime yeah. that happened and they only brought Leighton out of the out of the tail so he could solve the crime. And now we have like a crime story on this episode. I really like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see where that was going? Did you did, either you figure out it was going to be it was going to turn out to be Pike. Oh, they didn't they say it was him at the end, or did they just imply it was him? They didn't say it. They didn't say it. It's implied, and it's they pretty obvious. They didn't say it. It, def, it was pretty damn implied, considering Pike was there when when the uh, the bucket that was on fire, and then and then it kind of exploded. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get that person that it wasn't him. I don't, or I, and I don't know because oh, I didn't see further than this, but. I just, for whatever yeah. reason, got that uh, it, it's, opinion that may not end up being that they just want you to think that. But I, I don't mean, know. they they could twist it possibly. In a while. But it it's I'm pretty. I, I I feel like it would hurt the show if it wasn't Pike, based on what they've shown us. And they don't, I want to get that last minute switcheroo thing because I think he was going to do something right. else, and then he saw Audrey singing and changed his mind. Um, but it was funny right before they. Re- a couple minutes before they revealed that it was Pike, 
And I was thinking about it the whole time, and I said to Artie, I was like, do you think it's possible it's Pike? And then, like, you know, he's like, but why would Pike do that? I was like, ah, because he's not happy. You know, he had that conversation with Ruth, and he's really never been on board with Leighton, only when it worked for his purpose. And then, like, two minutes later, he's like, okay, there you go. Because <laughs> I should. Yeah. <laughs> hi, hi. I was called a monster while watching this episode. Why? Um, Why? Because Artie called me a monster. You don't care about the baby. <laughs> like, like the monster. That, that was that. That is the exact reason. Um. Yeah. During that whole pregnancy scene and everything, and I was like, you know, I was like, I wouldn't be against this baby dying. And he looks at me. He goes, "You monster." <laughs> I'm sorry. I I, I really it's wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with the baby dying. I would not have had a baby problem. It, I, I would have been perfectly okay if the storyline was that uh, Zara and the baby died because of <laughs> yeah. the, the experiments with the cold and everything on the baby. I mean, Zara's freezing even though she's got a normal temperature. And I'm thinking to myself, this is perfect. He can get back with Josie. Or the, you know, I think even the baby can if the baby, you know, if Zara dies and the baby lives, that's fine. They can raise the baby. Whatever. I was like, and then, so then the baby's born, Zara's, fi- Zara's fine, and I'm like, ooh. I was like, first of all, that is an ugly animatronic baby. That was a really yes. noticeable yes. fake baby. And I, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, oh, cool. I was, like, I was like, wait a minute, the baby's not crying. And then two seconds later, it was like, Wah! and I was like, damn it. And Artie just gave me this dirty look. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I can't stand Zara. This baby storyline has killed it. With that being said, it's really far. I, you I, hate I, not Zara's baby. You have to explain that. <laughs> I hate Zara. What'd you say? Um, I do too. With that being said, I really actually liked the scene with Ben and Josie because it actually felt like I, you know, I thought, you know, they started with this conversation and everything, and. They're kind of sounding boards for each other. And, you know, he still misses Melanie, and she's obviously still in love with Leighton. So them two hooking up actually felt really genuine, and it made sense because they're both lonely and sad. So sometimes you kind of love the one you're with when you, you know, if you can't have the one you love. So that, I I appreciate that that felt generic. I don't think that's going to be like an ongoing thing with them. I think if they they do it right, it's just kind of a one and done type of thing. Um, Hopefully they don't ruin it. And, and make it a, a thing. Um, there's a lot of stuff like this. That, that, um, Ben's, Ben's brilliant. I, I, I didn't realize that... Um, uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, Sykes. I didn't realize Sykes had been attacked by the dog also. So I didn't her, I didn't realize her, Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Preparing her and Javi up was a brilliant move. Because um, I really think that's going to help Javi a lot in the long run because she's already made her peace. Um, yeah, so. then they don't have to kill the dog. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. Kill that dog. That dog. I'm just. Um, I was thinking of you, Jamie, in that part of the show where where Sykes says to she, Sykes says to Javi, you know, the whole time the dog was attacking me, I kept thinking it's not the dog's fault. 
and I was like, oh, my God, you people are totally trying to, like, justify the dog so that I don't want to be great. Like, they're making the dog to be killed. Oh, I know. Well, I don't think – I don't know that it's even going to be relevant. I feel like probably they're just going to – I mean, not that they're going to drop it, but I don't think it really matters whether the dog stays or not. I'm just saying I thought – I just think I thought of you in our conversation last week where I was like, that dog's going to go. And you're like, it's not the dog's fault. I'm like, oh, there's yeah. no dog's fault, but yeah, so she agrees with me. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dog's still dangerous. Um, I mean, I agree with a ton of what AJ said right now. Um, I I really thought I thought it was possible that Zara might die, um, and I really would have been happy with Zara died. Like, the whole time she was in labor and things were, like, maybe going bad, I thought, oh, will she die? Will she die? You know, it seemed like she might die. And that, and I actually thought maybe the baby might die because there's that whole ongoing thing where, where you know, the heading pins, the head feels, what they're called, that the, the crazy doctors, like, experiment on the baby. And, I mean, it seems clear based on Josie's experience that this is not going to go well for the baby. But whoa, whoa, whoa. I, Sorry, I, my phone started playing an advertisement. Sorry. But I, I really thought that it was possible that – I really thought Zara might die. And I would be pretty happy if Zara died. I mean, I, I think she's a – not only do I not like her as a character, but I think she's a bad character. So I wouldn't mind if she died. So I really thought in this episode, I was like, is she going to die in labor? Is she going to die in labor? I thought that was possible. Um, I don't know if you guys disagree. I think, AJ, you agree with me that it seems possible. Well, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, because of the baby having the cold injections, I think that's got to affect Zara somehow. And with what we saw with Josie earlier when she showed Ben that she could stab herself in the leg and feel nothing, I'm, I was thinking, yeah. I wonder if Zara is having trouble pushing because she can't feel anything. And right. then, you know, with her not being able to actually push because she can't feel, she can't push the baby out, which in turn kills the baby. But that's not what happened. But I thought it was a possibility. I yeah. Was kind of, you, know, you know, the whole thing so with Josie is obviously foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing for the future. There's going to be complications with this baby. I would not be surprised if this baby does not make it through the rest of the season simply because of what this doctor has done to it. No, and I also felt that that Josie and, you know, Josie and, uh, what's his name? The, the, what's the guy who's the, and ben. ben. Josie and Ben, like, Josie and Ben didn't have sex because they, like, Josie and Ben were both sharing their pain and how much they, like, yeah. like Josie still loves Leighton and Ben still loves, uh, Melanie, and they had sex only because of that, right? And I feel like right. that scene only was about showing us how much they love the missing people and how much Josie loves loves Leighton and how that's going to probably come back and haunt everyone, depending on what happens with, with uh, I mean, it's not going to go with the kid, right? I think they're really setting it up that whatever the Headwoods have done to I mean, there was a point where Zara, when she's in labor, she's like, Leighton, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, she knows it's a bad idea, right? Like, whatever's up with this kid, not cool. Not good. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, I guess we should get around to, I mean, the whole thing with somebody starting fires on the on the 
on the train, which is crazy, right? So when there was the, when there was the whole part where they well, stupid because like you live the only way that you can possibly live is on this train. It's on, if you set a, if you set a fire on Snowpiercer, come on, right? It's very deadly for everyone. It's very yeah. dangerous. Carbon monoxide. Um, how do you how do you vent that? Yeah, it's a very dangerous situation. And how do they? Whoever's doing that? But I think it's clear by the end that it, it's Pike, right? Um, yeah. What I think is not clear why Pike's doing it. Like there's that little bit at the end where. Pike is like, he sees somebody, we don't know who it is, I don't think I know who it is, right before he, right before he stomps on the, I think it was Audrey, really, I I don't think it's, like, it wasn't her specifically, but I think her singing that song, you know, and everything, and I think that just, I think that kind of got to him, which is interesting, because, you know, it seems like Till Till got to Audrey, which, by the way, that conversation Till had with Audrey was great. When she's like, do us a oh, favor. Awesome. She's like, yeah. she's like, find your rock bottom soon, because you know I miss that person. You know, she's like, I saw what you used to do for people. She's like, and when we get off this train, people are gonna need that again. You know, and I mm-hmm. haven't really yeah. thought. You know, I, I, you know, with with the storyline they've had with Audrey, I, I kind of actually forgot who Audrey was before she fell back under Wilson's grasp. And Till, tell, you know, talking to her and everything kind of reminded me, too. And I was like, you know, I was like, she's not wrong, you know. Audrey's just, you know, she's in a bad place because, you know, of what happened and everything. And, you know, she hasn't really done anything that awful that she can't be redeemed. And I feel like this, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. But I feel like her having that moment is at least a step in the right direction. And I think... That song she was singing, for whatever reason, I think um, Pike, wherever he was headed, um, I think he saw, you know, it might not have just been Audrey, but it was that scene with everybody that I think he kind of went against whatever he was about to set on fire next and uh, mm-hmm. kind of had a change of heart. Um, uh, but so what do you think about Pike? So last week we saw Pike say to – he. I mean, he said to um, Ruth, like, I think you should be in charge of the train. And 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 she said no. And then he's that. been, I mean, he's actually been kind of a jerk. Like, ever since they had sex, he's been, like, very standoff. Like, it's the worst thing that could happen when you, you know, the guy's ignoring, not the worst, but when he's ignoring her. Um, and then they meet up this week. He, he's very, like, I don't know. Like, uh, look, I agree with you, as you just said, AJ, that Ruth is a good leader. You think she's better than Peyton, that's arguable, but I think we agree that Pike is perhaps the, not the best decision maker on the train. Um, no. <laughs> but he seems to, like last week we saw him try to really make Ruth pursue a leadership position. Now this week we see him, like he's he's the fire starter, right? Like, it's not clear to me that he might not have somebody who's who's coercing him, but he's the fire starter for sure, right? Yeah. I think the thing with Pike is I think he feels rejected by Ruth because he, you know, made this grand, you know, like he's like, I think you should be the leader. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I'm better off like this, you know. She's like, I don't need to be the leader, I, you know. 
you know, and, 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 and you know what? I mean, I feel like Ruth would be a better leader, but at the same time, I understand what she's thinking. She's kind of, she's in the inner circle. She has Leighton's ear. So she can possibly actually do more good in the position she's in by steering late in certain ways, but at the same time, she's also not going to get into an argument about him if she doesn't agree with something. So it, it's kind of it, – it's a very touchy situation. But I think I feel like Pike th- – that conversation they had at the beginning of this episode, it's almost like Pike feels rejected by her because she's not doing what he thinks is best for her. You know, Pike yeah, Pike is still very Like selfish. you sleep with a guy, still, you sleep with a guy because you like him, and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, you need to do what I want, right?" Yeah, like, and I don't like, think that's. Do you his... think he really likes Ruth? Or oh, absolutely. Do you think he absolutely. is using? I think, I think he likes. No, her. I think he. I I absolutely think he likes her, and I think because of we don't know a lot of his history, but I mean, we know the last. However many years, however many years he's been on this train, you know he he was a tailie, and I think his I feel like he's a person that's never had much self worth, so I I I really think it's that he is misreading the situation with Ruth and feeling like she's rejecting him. You know, I, in his mind he may be like, oh yeah, let's have a roll in the hay with the bad boy for a while, and now go back to you know our upper class. You know, so I think I think it's very psychological for, for Pike, and I don't think he completely understands the situation. He's lashing out in a very bad way. No. Or I'm just reading way too much into Pike. <laughs> that may be true, too. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I don't know. So, I mean, Jamie, how do you, did you really, how did you feel about the birth scene, like, did you want, how do you feel, like, I totally I was, was like, like please let her die. I would have been fine with her dying. <laughs> You're like, please let Zara die? Yes, I totally would have liked Zara to die. I really thought she might die. Yeah. I was into it, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're horrible um, people. Well, but like I said, it, it's about Zara, not about the baby. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I don't know. It was okay. I didn't really, I don't want to say I didn't like the episode because it wasn't that the episode wasn't good. I just don't like Zora. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you and I'm just kind of like didn't need it. Like I couldn't care less about the baby and it's just in the way and yeah. Oh, so there's one, let me ask you guys how you feel. There's this whole thing going on where Alex is sitting next to Wilford and like nursing him back to health because she feels like like she loves him she hates him she loves him she like like there's this thing where right she's sitting next to him because somebody needs to guard him but I think she also really loves him there's this whole and she's reading books to him like I don't know there's so much going on there part of it is like they need him to wake up because he knows the train and they need to have him to help them Part of it is because Alex loves him, but she hates him. Like that whole, I don't know. To me, I'm like, throw him off the train. Throw him off into the snow. Get rid of him, right? I don't know. What do you guys think about that whole business? You guys have no opinions. You're not talking. You, know, you, you agree with me that, like, he should be 
thrown into the snow that um, poor Alex has no. I mean, the idea that poor Alex is next to him and is like, thinks of him as her father, right? Like, that was part of what we saw last week and this week. That she feels like he's her father, he raised her. I can understand that she cares about him, I guess. Not that she necessarily should, but I guess I can understand that she does. How's that? Okay, fair this enough. Show, this show has a lot I mean, of psychological inner, inner turmoil. And Alex is yes. just another person that had, I mean, I mean, you know, she felt abandoned by her mother and Wilford raised her and turned her, you know, she lived most, you know, most of her life hating her mother and Wilford fed the fire, you know, and he was her father yeah. figure. I mean, Wilford, I mean, and it's, you know, it, it's pretty shitty because Wilford could have, A, easily just been like whatever and let her die. Um, but he didn't let yeah. her die because initially initially he kept her around because he had every intention of catching Melanie one day and using her daughter against her, which is exactly what he did. Yeah. However, along the way, I do believe that there is a part of Wilford that actually cares for Alex as a daughter. And, you know, it makes perfect sense that I Alex, agree. you know, cares for Wilford, you know. And that, you know, the hallucination of Melanie last week, you know, um, even, you know, says, you know, it's okay if you care about him. It's even okay if you love him. And I'm just, and I'm, and I, that's got to be very conflicting for Alex because she knows he's a bad person. He's not a good person yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Somebody, whether and you know that or not. Well, exactly, and that's and that's the problem. And this is a this is a teenage girl. You know, I mean, think about most teenagers that don't live on a fucking train. You know, in our own world, how difficult it yeah. is to be a teenager. So, and now put you know put your shoot you know put it in that situation where, you know, I can only I'm I'm impressed with how well Alex actually. Is you know I, I figure Alex has got a uh, a breakdown coming at some point. Um, as far as throwing Wilfred off the train, I hate to admit it, but they he is more useful alive than dead. He really is. Um, he might I not agree, always yeah. be helpful. I agree. I mean, you know, there's going to be times where they're going to need her for something. You know. I mean, last week they needed him, and it ended up that they were able to figure it out without him. But there's going to come a time when he's actually pivotal, and it's going right. to get him more. I mean, I hate to say this, um, and I, I'm not really watching it, so um, I just know based on listening to you guys, but it's it's very reminiscent of the Negan situation, you know? I mean, Rick, mm-hmm. Rick kept Negan alive because he was trying to show we're not killing people anymore. You know, humans shouldn't be killing humans. Right. We should just be killing zombies. And he kept me and alive. Granted, he was t- totally locked up. Layton's but, doing, yeah. yeah, and that's what Layton's doing here. And I mean, and you know, in The Walking Dead, Negan is now out, out and about and helping. You know, he'll never be redeemed, but he's he's useful, and to a different degree, so is Wilford. You know. Yeah. So, and we haven't, yeah. you know, and, and some before the end of the season, there's going to be something that only Wilford can do. I, I guarantee it. Right. That's why he's alive, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think a whole bunch of that is about 
the whole part where, you know, week after week, AJ, you're like, Leighton's the worst. He's a horrible leader. He's a horrible leader. Most people go. He really is. So we've got, <laughs> well, we've got, we've got like, okay, so he's keeping Wilford alive, but there's, there's LJ, there's Clara, there's all these people on the ship. There's all these people on the train that are dangerous, but he keeps around because he doesn't want to kill them or be that person who are so dangerous, right? There's so much bad blood around. Yeah. And so now we got that. Yeah, they, the, by the way, who do you think is the who thinks the arsonist? Well, we know the arsonist is 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 Pike, but who do you think is behind it? Right. There's that. Um, I think it's, it's Pike on. It's, I think I think it's just Pike himself. I think. I don't so. think we it's know his AJ. true it's not, motive. It's not LJ. Yeah. It's now not it's not LJ. LJ. No, they're no. not. It, it's Pike, right? I think Pike, it's Pike because Pike wants to, I mean, Pike always has hated Leighton, and now he really wants to see Ruth take over the train. Um, it's him, right? Although at the end of the yeah. episode, am I wrong, you guys? But at the end of the episode, we saw him sort of seeing a person that he, right? Didn't we see him seeing a person that he was sort of like, Looking at it, hiding out. We saw some weird thing. I don't know. Am I wrong with that? What I saw in the last scene. Well, it's but... like, like I said, it's like I said before. I don't know. I don't know if it was so much a specific person or just the scene in general with with Audrey singing and everybody like having a good time. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna have to flesh that out a little bit more next week. I don't know what his uh-huh. actual motives would be. And by the way, I really like that naming tree idea. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, when when they were pregnant and there was, like, an idea that people in the train could, yeah. Yeah, every, cool. you know, everybody... I liked it up, better than the bells. The bells were bad. Yeah, oh, God, the bells were annoying. Yeah. Yeah, those bells but were annoying. But to be fair, they don't have a lot of entertainment there, so... <laughs> <laughs> You've been stuck that, on the train for eight years. Fair enough, Jamie. Actually... Fair enough. Actually, actually you know what was funny was... Um, after the baby was born, and they, and you know you see they show the the wide shot of the train, and all the uh, the fireworks and everything. Um, Artie goes, "How many fucking fireworks do they have on this train?" <laughs> they do yeah, show fireworks a lot, right? We've seen fireworks a because lot. It seems like, you know, this is how yeah. later, and they saw the fireworks. Maybe they found a way to make them. They, well, they 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 stockpiled a bunch of them apparently. When they uh when they blow off the train, they had a whole train car of a of a carnival. Maybe they stockpiled a lot of that. This is true. That's funny because I restrained myself, Jamie. We did not. We're not going to get into it, but I restrained myself from talking about um in The Walking Dead where they had that whole like fireworks shooting thing, which was the most probably stupid thing I've ever seen on The Walking Dead, right? Yeah, that's where the reapers were, the reapers were shooting fireworks at our people. So dumb. Yeah, like you can control where they aim and everything, like mm-hmm. kill people. That doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. I I think they're just anyway. To, I, I mean, to be fair, I, I I'm not I don't want to belabor it, but I'm just gonna say to be fair though, I think to some extent they're just trying to find new ways to put in walkers and do something unique. It doesn't always make sense, but at least it's not the same thing. Like I, I appreciate yeah. they're at least trying. It just doesn't always yeah. work out as intended. <laughs> yeah, and I do think on on 
Snowpiercer, they had planned some kind of thing where they would have these kind of, like, you know, it was clear that they had had these sort of special celebrations for the last eight years. They were on the ship, on the, on the train, and they planned the stuff. But, I mean, to Ari's point, they've been shooting off fires for eight years now every time somebody has a, you know, yeah. Every New Year, we, we saw them. We saw them on, I think, New Year's. We, this is not our first time we've seen fireworks. I think it was on New Year's no, Eve like we the saw them last time. season. Yeah, yeah. And we already, Thank and you, we already AJ. saw them this season. Yeah, we already saw them this season during the episode when they were trying to when uh, Snowpiercer was trying to catch Big Alice, and they lost them. Oh, right. And then Pike 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 shot off the, the fireworks, so they knew where they were. Yes, so they seem to have an unlimited amount of fireworks on Snowpiercer. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Fair enough. I'll take it because most a lot of a lot of things have unlimited amount of bullets. We got unlimited. I'll take fireworks over unlimited bullets. Right. Well, he has bullets. The show has fireworks. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. All right. So you guys, we'll we'll make our plans for the end of the world. We're gonna load up some fireworks. Sounds like yep. a plan. Yep. All right, so next up we have, uh, what's next? Discovery is all we have left. That's it? All right. Discovery's it. Jamie, anything else you want to talk about? Um, No, other than I put up two out of the three Walking Dead interviews. I still have Shining Veil that's coming out yet. That show's coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Courtney right. Cox one I told you guys about. Yep. All right. Mm, all right. All right, cool. But yeah, nothing at I'll the moment. All, out and... all right. Yes. All right. Good night, then. I'll have, have a good, a good night, night, guys. You will well, enjoy your discovery talk. We will. All right. <laughs> we will. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Good night, Jamie. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. So, Discovery. Um, So, annoying and annoying at the same time. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's because I dropped my phone for a second. But anyway, good episode, annoying episode at the same time. I I have some mixed feelings about this. but in general, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was better yeah, than the last a very, couple of weeks. I thought it was a very intense episode. And while I know certain characters have plot armor, I was still genuinely worried about some people at certain points in the episode, even though I know they have plot armor. Yes. Um, and that's yes. and that's the sign of of good writing when when you're worried about people that you know can't die. Um, and when you say that, do you mean book? Because I thought book my book could die at some point. Um, I was actually the the away team when they took the shuttle and tried to sneak into book ship. Oh, I was actually yeah. gen- I was genuinely worried for the four Peru? of them. I was genuinely worried. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 while yeah. the other two are main cast members, also, I knew. I knew that Hugh and Saru couldn't die. So I, I knew yeah. that the four of them were going to get out of there. Um, and yet they were in it was a still really intense. bad situation. Yeah, they were yeah. in a very precarious situation. And I, it's funny, like, I actually felt so bad for Book at times, you know, because 
Karnak keeps making these decisions without telling Book. Oh, he's the worst. And, he's you know, the worst. It, it, makes, it makes Book look just as guilty. And, and to be fair, Book put himself in this situation. So he is kind of guilty yeah. when Karnak makes a bad decision. Um, but I do like the fact that, you know, I, I thought it was interesting juxtaposition in the episode. Um, we got to see Commander uh, Non again, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, um, no, I, I like yeah, that I they brought that. her back for an episode, and then hopefully she, I, I get, I hopefully she comes back to Discovery full time eventually. But um, I like the justification of the episode because she was the, a familiar face to make everything easier for everybody, but at the same time, she was there to make sure the mission was a success. That was, you know, even if she had to go and relieve Michael of her duty and make the decision for her, you know. That was her goal. And then, but Tarnak, on the other side, was doing the same exact thing because Book and Michael couldn't commit 100% because they just, right. they just couldn't. There's no way they're going to kill each yeah. other, you know, which is why those other two characters exist. So it was a very interesting cat and mouse game the whole time. And I thought some of the scenes were great. I love when they kept everybody, they kept uh, jumping right in, front of each, right in front of each other like that. that oh, was, yeah. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Um, but yeah, it was very, just really intense episode. Um, and it's funny, you know, while I was watching it, I said to Artie at one point, I was like, you know, I was like, there's a, a time in my life when I would have been completely, t- you know, cause like the, I like that the crew is, is split on this. You know, some of the crew is like, you know, book's not wrong. And other people in the crew are like, but it doesn't matter. We have to follow orders. And, you know, how can you say this? We don't know what's going to happen if they do this. And, you know. And, you know, so I appreciated that because that's, that's life. You know, people are not always going to agree. Um, but I said to Artie, I was like, you know, there was a time in my life where I would have been team book all the way. I would have completely been destroy the DMA, worry about species 10C later. Let's just take care of the immediate problem. I, that was, I, I used to, you know, a long time ago, I used to be that person. I, I, I've mellowed in my old age. <laughs> right. Because the other part of it is like, well, if we annihilate them, then they're going to come right back. Which is what happened in the end of it. Like in the end, it appears to have been a whole bunch of work for nothing. Right. In the end of the episode, mm-hmm. the, the, the uh, mining, whatever it's called, comes right back. The Ooh. DMA. Yep. Um, the DMA. The exact same slot. Right yep. Yeah. Uh, so they accomplished nothing. Apparent, like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Tarnak didn't get his power supply. No, and I felt like he was like, um, I mean, that was the worst part of it. Like, that was how it was about nothing. Like, the whole idea that, like, okay, Book is trying to, he's really feeling vengeful. Like, Book says, like, he doesn't want to be able to die, but Book really is vengeful a little bit. And what's his name? Yeah. Tar- Tarnak? Um, he really, he really doesn't really care about anyone except himself, and he wants to travel. It turns out in the end, he's like, "Oh my God, I, I like I, I didn't even figure it out at all. I got nowhere, right?" Which I, I kind of yeah. loved that. I thought it was kind of awesome that that's how, where the story went. I mean, it's terrible, but it's great. I loved it. Um, I. I mean, I agree with you. I love seeing Nod in this episode. It was great having her, especially because, like, in the last few weeks, we, you know, we we have this thing where um, Michael is the captain, 
and we, you know, I think this whole season is about like, is she able to be a, you know, be a captain and stop making those kind of like reckless calls she made when she wasn't the captain, um, and to have someone come in nod to sort of like hold her to her purpose, which didn't really happen. I mean, they both went the other way. Um, but I, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like seeing like, like I, I think I like these episodes where Michael is trying to learn a little bit more about being captain and a leader. And not always like this whole episode was about her trying to like, like I really enjoyed that she was interpreting books moves and she's like, I know them so well. Yeah, that was, love, yeah. I love some year. That was pretty great, right? But in the end, mm-hmm. wouldn't you be like, if you if you were if you were from, sort of, you'd be like, whatever, Michael, cut the shit. Like, are you kidding me? Well, you know, it, so it's, it's interesting because, that, but I love seeing it not work for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, obviously you're always going to compare each captain to other shows and, you know, it, you know, obviously the big two are Picard and Kirk and Michael is definitely, she's kind of somewhere in the middle. She's definitely more Kirk than Picard. Um, but you know, you think, uh, you know, I was thinking during the episode, uh, during the episode, I was actually thinking, I was like, man, I was like, if Kirk was the captain, in, in, of, of discovery in this episode, he would have, you know, he would have found another way, you know, kind of like Michael was trying right. to find another way yeah. and talk, you know, talk book into it. Picard, as much as he hated it, Picard would have blew him out of the sky because that's, you know, yeah. Picard yep. is that's what he, yep. Yep. definitely, you know, he's definitely more logical in that aspect of, of you know what, book's my friend, but sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kirk go, was yeah. always going against. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk was always going against the grain, always trying to find the other way to get it to how he wanted it to be. You know, so Michael. And Picard was always like, a, she, yeah, yeah. M- Michael's making her way to the Picard side of things, but she still got more Kirk in her. You know, um. So it, it's it's a fun growth to watch with her. Um, well, and and speaking yeah. of of relationships. I really, really like the relationship between Saru and Tarina, the, uh, the, the, the Vulcan oh, yeah. president. That was funny. And the conversation he has with Hugh is great. He's like, he's like, I think she asked me to dinner. And he's like, with all due respect, stop being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So like that part where like, I think it's been obvious for, like several episodes yeah. now, right? They first met that that they sort of have this connection. It's been very clear, right? And for him to yeah. be like, I don't know, it's not right. Yeah, I thought it was great. Like for, uh, yeah. It, and it's funny, I always, the I always, thing that what's the doctor's name? The doctor's name is the first thing he ever said. Right, Hugh. I mean, Hugh has <laughs> been like a giant pain in the ass character for a long time. We're going to be like, come on, Saru, just do it. Yeah, come on, just ask after dinner. What's the big deal? They obviously like each other. Yeah. And I've always really, and that's one thing in Star Trek that I've always really liked is interspecies relationships. Because, you know, it's, you yeah. know, while they're all, a lot of the species are quote-unquote humanoid, there's still so many vast differences, you know? 
that I always find those relationships interesting. You know, Vulcans and humans, you know, that's like practically the same thing, um, you know, which they've done a hundred times. So I like when they get, you know, when they, when they have really unusual um, pairings with characters like that. I always like that. They're always like, look at, look at like um, Michael and book, Quasion, Quay, whatever. Yeah. Quasion. But Quasion. like in terms of, in terms of his relationship with Michael, they're indistinguishable from humans. He's totally a human guy. Right, exactly. Term, right, yeah. right? There's no... Right, exactly. Except for his little bit of, uh, of empath thing, yeah. There's yeah. no... Um, and Hugh, Hugh what? and... Um, what's his name? What's his name, Anthony Rapp? The, the whatever. Stamets. Stamets. Stamets and Hugh seem to be very well, humanoid together. Well, they're both human. So, they are both human. <laughs> They're actual. They're actual humans. All right, whatever. So I think you're right to see yeah. like a, a couple who are who are non-human, not both human, who are trying to get together is a is a huge deal. Um, yeah. Which is what the show. This show has done that very well. I mean, Star Trek's done it well over the previous episodes, previous shows in some ways. Yeah. Um, This, anyway, so at the end of this episode, it ends up that they, there's been a giant explosion, and they actually didn't get anywhere, right? They're, like, there's a huge, like... Yeah, right uh, back where they started. Yeah, um, because the aliens, who they are afraid of, don't even, like, really notice or care. Kind now, scary. Could, I don't know that I... What? What? We have the, you know, so they, they, they get the news that the DNA is back. And Saru, Saru and Michael, Saru's like, you know, basically like, it might not be the way we wanted it, but, and then Michael finishes his sentence and she says, we've established first contact. How is the DMA re-showing up establishing first contact? Like, like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking of the, um, the DMA is mining equipment. So I'm thinking of it as like if you have like um So I feel the same way about okay. that. Like, like how okay. is that all right. how like, is that the final like, okay. yeah. like all right, let's like let's let's simplify it. Like uh, if you have like a Brita, and you change your, and the water filter doesn't work anymore, and you change out your water filter, and you put a new water filter, and that's like the equivalent of what I feel like just happened here. Um, my mining equipment stopped working, so I, so I put a new one in. Right. How, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like I missed something. How is that establishing first contact? <laughs> and the like, fact that is they it because feel like it, it was that it was redone like, from the from the other side. They're like, oh, it was re set from the yeah. from, our, from the other side of that. Well, they didn't even talk to you. They didn't even know you. Yeah, I feel like how was that first contact? It's not first contact at all. It's just a, a reset. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I missed something there. I was hoping maybe you caught something I didn't. I, I didn't guess not. I didn't get it. No, I think they didn't get it. It's not first contact. So if somebody it, it like, right, what? First contact. The fact that, that the DMA came back just seems like it could be a, a reset. Yeah. Um, not anything, but but 
whatever. I guess the characters are telling us because we only have a few episodes, then we've got to get down with it. So, um, we'll see what happens. I'm not entirely down with Michael's, like, Michael c- continues to be, like, I think a really bad captain. Like, Michael, I don't know. Like, having Nod next to her, like, Nod helps her, but. Michael is not a good Starfleet captain. She's she doesn't ever adhere to what the rules should be. She's always got her own thing going on, right? Like I look, I like her, I like her characters, but she didn't do the right thing this episode, right? Well, it almost worked, but then what's his face there screwed up the whole thing by Going, you know, going around uh, book. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just waiting for this episode to, like, teach her a thing or two about being a captain and not being a, I don't know, whatever. She was great, but we'll see. Decent episode. There's only, like, three or four more to go, right? Short season, so. Uh, I don't know what episode yeah, it was. Because so. then, we'll really then we'll be waiting for the movie for um, Picard, but whatever. All right. Anyway, this is it. So next week we have the same four shows, right? Yep. Like we do. All right. Um, real quick before we go, I want to tell you, I so I started reading the Expanse novels. And, and I got it. Um, so there's there's nine novels, but then there's also like seven or eight um, like short stories. And yeah. And I and I and I you know and I've lined them up so that I know where the short stories fit in and everything. And one of the short stories is the story about Epstein, um, which we got in one of the episodes where we see him just you know, flying <laughs> and can't return home because he goofed. Um, and it's just, like, everything so far that I've read is, like, literally what we watched in season one. Like, really? you know, they did such an amazing job of going from from book to screen. I mean, like I said, like I've read three short stories, two of which we never actually saw on the show. One of them, Amos's story, uh, before he became Amos, uh-huh. when he was still Timmy, yeah. um, you actually get that that whole, that you get that whole story of his um, like last two months on Earth before he joins, um, and then you get a story uh, Fred Johnson before he becomes um, head of the series station. Really? Um, yeah, you get a story about him when he was still uh, in the Earth military in the earth Navy. Um, and then, you know, so I started, but I started reading the actual first novel and, um, I've gotten as far as Holden sending out the message about the Canterbury being destroyed. And it's just, it's, it's literally like book to screen, book to screen. Uh, like, so like right yeah. now, you know, at this point, I'm just, it's like, I want to get further to want, I want to get to a point where things are actually different <laughs> but so far, I mean, they did such an amazing job. I mean, granted, it helps having the executive producers be the author of the books of the TV show, you know. So there's right, that. Yeah. But they really did. They, re- I mean, I mean, we've said this a million times, 
how difficult it is. I mean, even Game of Thrones, as close as it was, you know, season was was to the first book, there was still, you know, a couple, quite a few variations and everything. So far, it's, you know, I'm, I'm probably almost 100 pages in, and it's, like, spot on so far. Um, so hmm. it's really, uh, it's, it's fun. And then, of course, you know, because right. of the TV show, as, I, as I'm reading the characters, I'm obviously, I'm picturing these characters as the actors <laughs> in my head. So. Right. The only thing I don't like, um, and, but I kind of expected this, so I really appreciate having seen the show already because I can hear it in my head. Um, they don't use any fancy writing dialect when they write for dialogue for belters. So anybody that had read the books prior to seeing the show didn't realize how differently they spoke until seeing the show. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you know, really? um, yeah. like a lot of times, like when you read a story or something, someone like uh, off the top of my head, like someone um, from, you know, like uh, a Cajun would speak, you know, Louisiana yeah. area type thing. They always have a different, like when authors write for them, they have that, they kind of write the drawl, you right. know, and yeah. the different ways they speak. With this, they didn't do that with the Belters, at least not that I've seen yet. At least they didn't with Naomi. Really? Because um, hmm. she's, she's the right. only Belter I've really, now there's been a couple Belters that I've read, um, but they haven't really, and I guess it's kind of hard because how do you write an accent, you know what I mean? So, right, yeah, that's hard. Uh, it's kind of cool, though, because yeah. as I'm reading dialogue for Belters, I'm hearing it in my head the way they talk. So it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm having, it's Fair enjoyable. Enough. Cool. All right. So. They're on my list also. All right. All right, Karen. That is all, all right. for this week, I guess, huh? Good night. See you next week. Whatever I've got going on. Talk to you on. next week. Right. Have a good week, and uh, we'll do it again next week, everybody. Thank you all for listening to us ramble on, and uh, everybody have a good week. Good night. Good night.